welcome to the Race FF Podcast. What's up, guys? How are you? Um, I am your host, Jaime Garcia. Um, so today we'll be doing, um, of course, our more segmented, uh, more structured uh, format. And um, it's just me today, so uh, I, I, I guess um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you haven't already heard... Um, a bit of the podcast with uh, Rebuilt Rex. I really enjoyed it. I think you guys would, um, too. So, yeah, give that uh, a listen if you haven't listened to it already. Um, you know, he's not a wheel-to-wheel racer, but given his knowledge and, you know, his insight on uh, rebuilding the cars, especially understanding, like, how they come apart and what are like the benefits and gains from our late nineties cars. Um, I I think it's an interesting episode and I really enjoyed talking to the guy. He is as he comes off on his YouTube channel. And if you're not listening to that or watching that YouTube channel, you should watch it. I mean, the TCR type R that he rebuilt, dude, that thing is wild. If for no other reason to get ideas, when or if or hopefully it never happens to you guys but to fix some cars to see like what's involved in it and what he does um really impressive guy really enjoy him um talking to him i'm definitely going to be reaching out to him in the future when i start uh, messing around with my quarter panel and probably removing the like 50 pounds of bondo it probably has <laughs> And, uh, of course, we'll have your Honda Challenge updates. And um, I, I wanted to do a little thing. So, um, all right, let, let, let's start it off. Um, so, recently, NASA Speed News um, started talking about predictions for people to watch for um, nationals. And nationals is so far away still. But kind of not. I mean, next month is August, and after August is September. It's, I mean, that's freaking close. So I know there's uh, another Mid-Atlantic guy who may be showing up. Um, But, you know, I figured since uh, the Speed News uh, posted what they think was going to happen, I figured I, I should uh, put my two cents because... Eh, it's an opinion. Um, it's what I think could happen, what I think won't happen, and um, yeah. So here's my thought process. So I'm gonna try and open up that uh, article to see who they um have posted. But I'll tell you one thing that I'm gonna take issue with this, and I don't know who who wrote the article, so I'm not talking smack or anything like that. Uh, I can't write articles like that. I just don't have the time or the patience for it. But in the words of a very, very famous poet, um, man, you guys, you guys forgot about Dre, man. You just can't go out there and uh, do my boy like that. Like you, you got to put some respect on that name and. Currently, our lap record holder for Big Willow is Carlos Valenzuela. You guys need to put some respect on that name because 
He is half of the team for Team Beans Dog Racing. And for you guys not to mention him and just put it in as Steve Peterson, which, by the way, Steve is doing an amazing job pushing out there. But you guys need to put some respect on that name, man. You, you can't you can't diss my boy like that. I, I'm I, I gotta I gotta represent. I gotta uh, fight back on that one. So in H four, yes, I do agree with the Steve Peterson. Um, depending, barring obviously a mechanical uh, for H four, I, I would say that they have it on there um, for that. I mean, H four is pretty much all SoCal, so. SoCal's bringing the the trophy back from from nationals, so that 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 goes without saying. But um, for H four, I have it with Carlos and Steve uh, Peterson taking it. Um, in terms of people to look out for, Carlos Valencia. I think he is registered for nationals. I'll double check right now, but. I'm telling you guys, like you can't sleep on my on my boy. Freaking um, Carlos Valencia has been busting his ass, and you know he came mid season, mid season from one event to another. That guy literally rebuilt an entire, or not him, but you know, got a roll cage that failed tech and rebuilt it and came out to the next event and got a podium, like. Dude, Valencia is quick. He's definitely someone to keep your eyes on. If somebody makes a mistake, he's going to pounce. I think he's good for that podium. Um, you know, barring a mistake, barring obviously mechanicals, because that's a great equalizer. Um, I'm going to say that for Honda Challenge H4, obviously, um, First place, I I am gonna lean for um for Carlos and uh, Steve Peterson uh to take the take the entire thing. I'm saying like both days because I think it's a two day event. Um, they they they're they're my my uh they're the guys who I'm gonna bet with. And again, if you followed this podcast about predictions. <laughs> You know that I'm pretty good at it, so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, in in terms of um in terms of um podium, I I think it's it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard because uh H4 is really stacked and here, here's what I'm thinking. So for H4, how I'm looking at it is I'm looking at uh, Carlos first place, second place. Oof, these are all killers though. Um, I'm looking at second place either. Ryan Flannerty or James Landry. That's that's who I'm looking at for second place. And then third place, Carlos Valencia. That that's gonna be my prediction for um 
for Honda Challenge H4 um, for that one. Again, I I don't know, man. Like, it, it's really hard. Um, the only reason I'm not saying car, um, Paul Carr is he was having some issues with uh, learning how to shift um, his transmission because he, based on the most recent rules change, he is allowed to use a different um, gear set. So, um, it, it, he was struggling at a, at a big willow and his lap times were, were not really up there. And in terms of uh, the other guys, I mean, they're all pretty good. Not, all of them have been in the podium. You have Keith Kramer, Greg Carr... Lauren Fancy, I think he'll be driving one of the old uh, um, Kreider cars. Um, so th those are all still really good people. Like there's again, it's hard to say that one person is going to get blown out of the wild water. H four is going to be wild in terms of how aggressive they're going to be. But the real story. Because, I mean, H4, SoCal's going to win it because we're the only one participating. That's our participation trophy. Um, but things are a little spicy. Things are a little spicy for Honda Challenge 2. So from the guests, if you so, um, if you have heard from my uh, previous guest that I've had on here, we do have Scott Adams Driver Development um, Racing ARSX number 93. Now, that that can be a problematic chassis sometimes. And I if it's the RSX that I'm thinking uh, Scott Adams is uh, going to be using, I think it's going to be... Uh, maybe needing some growing pains on that one because uh, it might be a fresh build from this year. So, I mean, it's, again, not, not wishing anybody, not, not talking shit, not saying that um, Scott can't do it. I think he can. I mean, he showed in uh, at Daytona last year um, that he, I believe he got pole position. So... I mean, he, he can do it. He can do it. But in Honda Challenge 2, we also have Michael Iancio? Iancino. I honestly don't know anything about this driver. Um, so I can't say anything about it. Uh, we got Dane Bird um, from Texas. Dai Nguyen from texas also talked to that guy really nice guy hoping the best for him um then from mid-atlantic we have one person jonathan baker now i don't know about jonathan baker i don't know him at all so but what i do know is that he's driving an acura type r Acura Integra Type R. So, that's a solid chassis. Can he go out there and uh, fight with the with the Texas boys and make a repeat? 
of what happened last year, which was uh, denying Texas any podium positions. I don't know, because this year we got SoCal in the mix. And even though, you know, Laguna Seca is a North Cal track, um, SoCal guys have had a good amount of... um, good amount of um, experience there, so I wouldn't put it past them that uh, we got some good SoCal guys, and previous guest of the show, number 57, K20 uh, CRX, Tom Pauly. And then um, our regional or national director for Honda Challenge, Marcel de Carpel. So here, here's what, what I've been talking to some people about and what I think would probably happen with this setup is that in all honesty, I think barring the mechanical, it's going to be really hard to beat Tom Polly. Like Tom Polly is a freaking beast. And... You know, he's been at it for a long time. He's driven that track. He's a really good driver. And he's been playing around with Specky 30s. So, I don't know. I think when somebody drives multiple chassis, they become really good at making their one chassis work really well. So, again, I don't know the history from anybody else. Um... So I know there's some really stout competition coming coming up. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 going to say in terms of in terms of actual uh podium who might who am I voting for for the win, I'm going to go with Tom Polly. is a pretty heavy hitter out there. Again, I have no information on some of the other guys, so maybe I'm overbuilding uh, Tom Polly against the competition, but, you know, CRX, pretty light, quick, and K-Series, pretty, pretty hard to beat that combo. Now, in terms of second place, I think it's going to be interesting. Because here's the thing. So it's it's going to be hard. Um, I, I don't know. Like, hmm. I think one of the other things uh, for H2 is that Marcel is got a solid H2 car. And if he qualies well, he's going to be a hard guy to pass because Marcel knows how to drive. Um, and he, he's he got good pace and he like he's incredibly consistent. Um, and that car that he has is usually doesn't suffer much of our for mechanical. So it, it's it's going to be interesting. And, uh, I mean, he is the national director, so he knows all the rules really well. So that's an unfair advantage, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. But then, 
we can't knock out Scott Adams because he qualified podium at freaking Florida at Daytona. That's not an easy feat to do. So I think qualifying for H2 is going to be critical because if Scott Adams is able to get ahead of Marcel in qualifying, I don't know if Marcel's going to be able to pass him. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's so my prediction for that with the current list for H2, I'm giving it to Tom Polly. Um, and in second place, um, I think it could be Marcel or Scott Adams, depending on how they qualify. If Scott Adams qualifies ahead of uh, Marcel. I think it will be very hard to pass Scott Adams just based on the experience and the knowledge that that guy has. Like, I think it's really qualifying. is going to be super important for that race. And then in third place, I mean, you got Mid-Atlantic guys, you got Texas guys. You know, one of the things that um, Scott Adams was telling me that uh, he was struggling with over in uh, in uh, Daytona was that he wasn't able to, like, get a toe with anybody for drafting. So, yeah, that's... That's going to not be an issue at at Laguna because there's a good amount of Texas boys that are coming up. So they may be able to work together. Um, so short of any more uh, Mid-Atlantic people showing up, I'm looking at you, Khan. Um, I don't know. It, it would be interesting. And if Khan shows up, ah, man. He's been showing really, really good pace. So, I don't know. I don't know. And Laguna is a very flowy track. And obviously that uphill, whatever car has a little bit more torque will definitely help out getting up through that uphill and make it a little bit more competitive. But I think most of these guys are going to be running K-Series. So, I don't know. It's definitely going to be an exciting race. I'm shooting for Tom Polly, and that's my bias. Again, look back at my previous predictions, <laughs> and you'll see uh, how much money you want to bet on that. But yeah, so that that's who I'm going with. Um, depending on how they qualify, I think that's how they're going to finish between uh, Scott Adams and Marcel de Carpel. Um, in second place, and then third place, I don't know, maybe a mid-Atlantic guy, maybe a Texas guy, if the Texas guys work together. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It will definitely be interesting. So, with that being said, I, I, I feel like even though that wasn't really a Honda Challenge update, I think we need to go into... Honda Challenge! <laughs> Update. There we go. Okay, 
Now moving into our Honda Challenge update from our Honda Challenge <laughs> predictions. <laughs> so in terms of our update, we had a race over in um, in Northeast. And Northeast um, Honda Challenge is popping off. There is such a good competition out there. So let's look back at what happened out at the most recent um, event or recent race on the 8th and the 9th. So with a clean sweep, we're dealing with car number one, the Integra of Ronnie, also known as Track Monsters, pretty much did a clean sweep. And with that, Ronnie put himself up into the podium so far in total points with a total of 600 points. However, that just wasn't good enough. It just wasn't good enough to take uh, the number one spot away from Leland Wambolt. Now, Leland Wambolt is last year's winner. So because of that, you know, you can't count that man out. And he is literally ahead of track monsters by a point. You heard it right. 601 points total. And Ronnie, uh, track monsters, 600. That's the gap. <laughs> it's literally, you can't get any closer. <laughs> so... Um, another really notable person that came out, um, on top for that race, um, in third place for, for that event, um, is somebody who's running an engine that is really near and dear to my heart, uh, B16, and that is car number 206, Mark Diaz, which pushed them all the way up to fifth place overall with 495 points so we're starting to see a little bit of a gap um being created there and yeah it, it, it's a it's a decent gap that's being made right there between the first place and second place now another interesting person who uh showed up and is in currently third place overall not third place for the event is um ah I just had his name right here. Why won't it? Chris Vera, which is in the car number twelve twelve, EG. Now I think it might be an EJ. I think it's a coupe. Yes, it's a coupe. So car number twelve twelve at five hundred and fifty points. So again. Still pretty freaking close. Like, the the gap is not that big. 50 points, it may seem like a big uh, gap, but remember, first place is 100, second place is 90, third place 85, 75, and then we go down from there to, um, oh, I'm sorry, 85, then 80, then 75, then 70, then... Uh, 69, and it keeps on going down from there. So, in fourth place overall, 
previous uh, guest, we have uh, Sefer Belsky. So with a 549. So between third and fourth place, the gap is one point. Like, that's wild. So one through four, it's still open. Leland Wambolt is uh, showing real good consistency. And mind you, he um, he hasn't been winning every single race. He's just been extraordinarily consistent. So it shows you, you know, part of uh, racing is showing up and getting the work done and getting out there and doing the hard work of just making sure everything is there and finishing those races. It can it can happen for you. So. In uh, sixth place overall, uh, we have Brandy Hauser. Um, and sadly, at that last event, it seemed like something went wrong and she lost the engine. Mind you, that's a B18 uh, C5, I believe. So the Type R engine, that's, uh, that's sad because those engines are incredibly hard to source and get replacements for. So I know a lot of people are pushing her to go K-Series. I hope that she's able to keep her B-Series and keep pushing because um, that's really sad um, to see an engine failure like that. And then, um, you know, still waiting for my boy Dylan to show up. Still waiting for him. Kenneth Martinez, uh, I mean, we're, we're looking further, further down the list, but, you know, they're all still there. There's still a couple more events, so they can make a fight for it. Um, and this weekend, the weekend of the, what is it, the 23rd and 20, uh, what is it, what is it, what is it? 20, oh, July 22nd, 23rd, 24th, we have pit race for Mid-Atlantic, and they will be out there um, racing for Honda Challenge. So if you have the Race Hero app, go ahead and double check to see where um, these guys are finishing up at, because some of those will be out here for... Um, for uh, our nationals. And um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, oh, man, sorry about that, guys. But if you didn't know, it is such a freaking scorching hot um time here in SoCal. It's really hot. It's been it's been just miserable this whole time. So yeah, uh, it's, I'm sorry. Anyways, those Mid Atlantic guys, you know, there's there's going to be some that are going to show up for um, nationals. And in all honesty, if Chris Michaels was going to be at nationals, I would put him as the favorite to win. So I know, I know, I'm going to get. Uh, told about um uh, my my bias for it but you know what like I, I just don't see uh tom Polly getting um beaten out so watch the mid-atlantic race see where the people that are going to be uh at nationals end up finishing because 
based off of that, I think you could get a good idea of how they're going to react in terms of uh, nationals. Because, yeah, I I think um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say it again. I think uh, Tom Pauly has it for uh, nationals. And given Northeast, I don't think we're going to have a lot of people or any people from that um, coming over because it is a lot to ask for those people. So I, I think that's going to be um, that's going to be it for the Honda Challenge update and um, the predictions. So yeah, with that, Honda Challenge. <laughs> that was your Honda Challenge update. Now, along with um, having uh, the race with Mid Atlantic at Pit Race. Your boy is actually going to go out there and sweat it out as well um, this weekend. So this weekend, I'll be joining up with uh, Toge to track. And I'm going to go out there doing some testing on the um, Project Lumi. Um, I just finished the installation of uh, the powered power steering rack. Um, I need to learn how much more fatiguing it's going to be without power steering, especially being a quick ratio uh, steering um, rack. So hopefully it's not too much that I have to turn the wheel so it won't be um, too tiring. But yeah, up until now it's been power steering, so um, it's made the car really easy to drive. But... I need to go faster, I need to lose weight, I need to get the car to make a little bit more power. So I reached out to um, the homie uh, Carlos Valenzuela and we've uh, come up with an action plan and I'll be doing some testing at Big Willow. So it's going to be a really hot event. I'm not, you know, under any assumption that I'm going to go faster or do a new PB. That would be nice, but I think what I'm searching for is to find more Deltas um, with um, Carlos driving the car and me driving the car and trying to find areas where I can improve. If that leads to an overall faster lap time, awesome. If it doesn't, well, you know what? I just need to work on what I can do and what I can't do. Um... I'll worry about that another time. And yeah, so for the EG, since last time you guys checked um, in with me, the power steering system is completely out. Um, I went ahead and did the alignment up on the front, and I'm going to be running the same tires, the brand new Toyos from the last event. So the car will be on the TEs. I'm bringing my spare wheels, um, the Koenig dial-ins that have another pair of uh, 225-45-15s. And I think I might have another pair. I'm not sure. But I think I have like four. Oh, no, no, no. I have six wheels and tires with this current setup. So I'll have two spares. Hopefully I don't flap spot anything or really damage it. And, um, 
yeah, again, I still have 205-50-15s uh, for sale, uh, Toyo double R's, if anybody's looking for them. Uh, still OBO, um, $400. Again, I hear a lot about people struggling to find tires, and I'm sitting here with tires that nobody wants to buy. Frustrating, um, to say the least, but whatever. Um, that being said, I am super excited to finally have my car being driven by our, arguably, our fastest driver in SoCal. And, um, you know, uh, I got the car with now stickers, uh, for, um, car numbers, um, Wanted to go with something that would contrast against black pretty well. Uh, white was an obvious one, but I didn't want to be super basic. So we're going with pink. Given what's been going on, you know, I'll, I'll rock pink. And it's going to work with the livery mind that I have. So, yeah, we're going pink. We're going pink uh, on the numbers. And numbers are still 313. And, yeah. Um, I'm really stoked for that. Um, I'm getting stuff prepped out. Um, change the trans, uh, what is it? The engine oil. We're running a Valvoline VR1. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get the car out there, drive it, get a little bit more seat time, figure out what I'm doing, what I'm not doing right. And, uh, with the help of Carlos, I think, um, we should get some decent video and uh, see where I have the biggest deltas. Because obviously I don't think I'm driving the car to the limit. I'm probably driving it to my limit. But I'm sure Carlos can get it a lot better. And I'll kind of reiterate whether or not um, I'm driving it. Um, or whether or not my setup is good or... If there's a setup changes that we can do, um, we'll have, um, I'll be bringing my durometer. Carlos is bringing his tire temp, uh, probe. So we'll be able to look at all of these variables. Um, I'm going to bring, um, some tools in case we need to add or subtract a little bit of camber or, um, toe plates to see if we could play with something, but. For the most part, um, EG's ready to go, and without the power steering belt on there, we'll see if it actually makes any power, or if it, you know, on the butt dyno, if it's worth anything. Um, yeah, from deleting the power steering, I think it was 16 pounds. I also took out the window wiper motor and windshield wiper, so um, that brought, like, 7 pounds off of it. I'm going to see if I have the tolerance to go ahead and remove one of the brackets by using one of those spot weld um, drills that I got, drill bits. Um kind of want to take that middle hump just so that I could uh, jam uh, spare tires in there. But yeah, um, I'm really excited um, to get some uh, feedback on the car and to see what it can actually do. So previously my PB was a 144. I think I definitely can do more than that. 
Um, to give you an idea, during the race pace um, for Honda Challenge, the average Honda Challenge driver was doing a one, 137, 138 during the race. Um, so there's quite a bit of work to build up there, but it's nine corners. Pretty easy to focus on which corners I'm sucking at and which ones I'm not. So we'll see. Um, looking forward to that. And yeah, EG's looking good. Um, I drove it around the little um, condo development. So the car's not loud. It still has this muffler. So it's no more loud than any other obnoxious car out there. And I wasn't revving it like to the moon. I drove it around, made sure that um, the steering's on there nice and tight. And I was able to do the toe within um, half a millimeter. So the degrees of freedom from the front and the rear was less than half a millimeter. So I'm happy with that. Um, I like running zero toe for a car, especially something slow like mine. I, I don't see any reason to slow it down anymore. But yeah, um... So next week, um, I'll have a guest on, um, look forward to that guys. And, um, the following week I'll have a, a teardown of what happened at the track. I'll try and post some videos and some stuff on the Instagram channel. If you're not following, um, that one, uh, make sure to follow cause I'll be trying to post. And yeah, it looks like, uh, Toga to track is going to have a little bit of a light event which is going to be great for us because that means more seat time and you know i know i talk about nasa a lot because i love honda challenge but i really like what toge to track is doing they do really they really focus on trying to convert uh the quote-unquote canyon racers into track people by giving them super cheap um, track of track events, and to give you an idea of how cheap it is, and uh, trigger warning for all of you in Mid Atlantic and uh, East Coast today, um, or was it today or yesterday? Um, I got a status update from uh, Toge to Track that they're doing a special discount um uh, for anybody who's bringing a friend i.e. you've already registered for an event and someone you know wants to come. So they're allowing you to come out and do the event for $85 for Big Willow. $85. Uh, Northeast guys, <laughs> Mid-Atlantic guys, are probably screaming <laughs> like what so yeah um again we're extremely lucky here in socal and for me it's gonna be about an hour of towing um to the event so yeah yeah um if you guys are planning to go out to the event let me know um hit me up say hello um Gonna be look for. I'm gonna be looking forward to seeing any of you guys out there um, that listen to the podcast. And uh, yeah, um, I think regular price for the track event is still like hundred and twenty dollars. So still stupid cheap, if you ask me. 
So, yeah. Um, I'll be out there with Carlos, and we'll be doing um, some testing. So stop by, say hello. And, um, yeah, with that, guys, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to support this pro- uh, past, uh, passion project of mine. And um, I will see you next Monday. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.